Welcome to Thriving Entrepreneur with your host, Steve Kidd, third-generation minister and 30-year business coach. Listen in as amazing, world-changing authors, speakers, and coaches share their struggles and victories, and hear from best-selling authors' insight into how you, too, can live your life as a thriving entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome to Thriving Entrepreneur. Thanks for being here with us today. I appreciate you so much. I'm so glad to have you around. I really love coming to the show every week just to get to be able to meet with you. Makes me feel a little bit like Mr. Rogers, but you know, I always have wanted to live in a neighborhood just with you. And I always loved Mr. Rogers too, so it's really great and it is a beautiful day in our neighborhood. Thanks for being here, for searching and reaching out in your own life to become a thriving entrepreneur. You see, success, thriving, all of those kind of things is something that we discover. We have to go on the journey of discovery that is the way we discover our success in life. Success isn't something, uh, sometimes it'd be nice if it was, but success really isn't something where it just is, um, you know, it jumps on our back and rides around on us like whatever. Um, <laughs> you know, it really is something that we have to discover and then we have to build and grow into and really thrive in. And that's what we all want I'm sure that's what you want. I know that's what I want for you is to see you just living your best life. Sometimes it's tough. Sometimes we think we have exactly the plan. We know exactly how life is going to go and then it doesn't, right? We... You know, there's the old saying, man makes plans and then God laughs. I don't think God takes joy in our suffering, but I do think that sometimes the choices that we make end up putting us on a road that, you know, takes us some places that maybe we even had not gone, but also into some really interesting discoveries. And so as we move from success to success, yeah, there's some failures in there, but really it's just from the amazing miracle that you even came into existence into all that life has for you. As we move between those moments and we see the times when, you know, life doesn't maybe seem like it's what we should do, or it doesn't feel like we're thriving. It's in those moments that we really can discover the purpose behind. We can discover success. We can discover it out of the shambles of failure. We can discover it out of things that are, you know, actually really amazingly successful, but aren't the forever or long-term thing. We can move from success to success and discover the new and better us as we move through life, you know, sometimes we start in a career and it's just amazing and it sticks with us for a while. Other times we bounce around looking and discovering. Um, sometimes that first job we have is not that forever job. You know, it just pays the bills, keeps us living indoors kind of a thing. But sometimes even that very first one is just amazing. Doesn't mean that that's necessarily where we stay forever. The same thing's true when it comes to our relationships. We meet somebody, we fall in love, and it just feels like, oh my gosh, I'm going to feel this way forever, and it's just perfect. And sometimes it does stay that way, and other times it fades, it changes. I don't understand. I wish I could explain to you why life morphs from what seems like 
the perfect thing to something else. But what I do know is that it does. What I know even more importantly is that in the midst of that, you can discover success for you today. That's what it's all about ultimately is all of us maximizing while it's called today. Tomorrow, there'll be new things. May even be a whole new career, life, success goal that you have tomorrow. But that'll take care of itself when tomorrow comes. Today is the day that we want to maximize. Today is our day to discover success today. What can I do today to be successful? What are the opportunities laid before me? What are all of the amazing things that we could do together? What are all the amazing things that life has in store for me today? I hope that you can both listen to these amazing guests that we have today, as well as be a little introspective and look at yourself and say in the mirror, maybe even, hey, what can I do to make today an amazing, wonderful powerful, impactful kind of a day, right? I hope each of us will do that as we're all on our journey to living as a thriving entrepreneur. We're going to jump into a quick commercial break and then right into all the amazing guests I have for you today here on Thriving Entrepreneur. We'll be right back. If you're an author who's on a mission, stand out with your brand out. (laughs) Check this out, guys. Yep, everything's marketing, and marketing is everything. Your existing book can become a best-selling book, or even, hey, like mine, a number one international best-selling book in five days. Listen, if your business isn't known by everybody, it's obscurity, and that's death, right? The same thing is true for your book. If you're not happy with the way your book is performing, you got that far, and then it just fell off the face of the planet, kind of feeling, go to yourbesttellertoday.com. Schedule a talk with Steve. It's risk-free. It's guaranteed. It's proven. We've done it thousands of times. What are you waiting for? Yes, yourbesttellertoday.com. This time next week, you could have a beautiful seal on your book and get the attention that you deserve. Reach the people that you came to serve. Come on now. What are you waiting for? Grab a pen. Here we go. All you got to do is book a call, yourbesttellertoday.com. Go to yourbesttellertoday.com. Book a talk with Steve. It's proven. It's guaranteed. It's going to happen. All you have to do is say yes to your destiny. Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome back. Thanks for listening today on Thriving Entrepreneur while we together discover success. First off, this guest is going to rock your world with not only the system that he's created for those of you that are interested at all in investing in real estate, but also how he discovered the system and how from that he discovered for himself success. It's important that we listen and we see the clues embedded in other people's successes so that we can maximize our today and today we can discover success as well. Join me in welcoming Nick Prefontaine. Hey Nick, how are you doing today? Hey Steve, I'm doing outstanding. Couldn't be couldn't be better today. Awesome. So tell us a little bit about who you are and what you've done so far in this world. Okay, so always, always starting, I always like to start off with, um, with the experience that I had when I was growing up. Uh, when I was younger, I got into a snowboarding accident when I was uh, only 14 years old. Went off a jump, uh, caught the edge of my snowboard as I was going up it, lost my balance, and then landed on my head. Um, was in a coma for three weeks. And while I was in the coma, the doctors told my parents that I probably wouldn't walk, talk, 
or eat on my own ever again. And then less than uh, less than three months later, I was running out of Franciscan Children's Hospital in Boston. Wow. So, yeah, so that experience, that experience, Steve, really shaped who um, who I became. I think it it um, I don't know I don't know as if it changed me, but it definitely definitely changed my outlook of life. And then shortly, so shortly after that, I had to even though I I got released from the hospital uh, less than three months after getting in my accident, I had to do six months of outpatient uh, therapy physical, occupational, and speech therapy. And after I got done that, I start, when I got my legs under me, uh, got my sea legs under me, I guess you could say, I started getting the, um, the hunger for and the itch for real estate because I grew up, my family was always in real estate growing up. That's all I ever knew. My dad was a builder in the 90s, then a realtor, then a broker, a broker owner, then an investor. So that was all I knew. Real estate was all I knew growing up. Uh, growing up. Excuse me. And um, so I, I started reading some books. The first one I read is Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and that, that really got me really interested in real estate. And after doing that... I'll, I don't know, about six to eight months after doing that, I started coming to my dad with how can I get involved and how can I, how can I start and that kind of thing. And he turned me on to, at the time, they were, they were just starting to play with the idea of door knocking pre-foreclosure doors. And all pre-foreclosure means for those, those listeners of yours who don't know what that means, that's just a fancy way of saying that these homeowners – had missed a few payments on their on their mortgage all the way up to 10 to 12 payments but the bank still hadn't foreclosed on the homes yet so they were just starting to play with the idea of doing that and then it was my cousin Mike and I who kind of took the initiative and started doing it on our own uh, we we started doing it with a little success here and there and then after, after getting our feet wet on our own, we flew out to California to shadow the top individual, top guy in the country that was having success door knocking these pre-foreclosure doors. All that means is the notice of default, they have received that. So once, once we saw his strategy, or at least myself, I can speak to myself, once I saw his strategy and how it differed from mine, I really changed my approach when I got back and I really started seeing a lot of success when I got back. At the time, door knocking, I was, I was only 16 years old. I did it literally right when I got my license. That's what I would do. I still couldn't, I still couldn't ride with people in my car, but I was doing 50 to 70 doors in a day. Um, because I still had to go to school during the week. So on the weekends, I would go to Sydney's and, and do that. Then fast forward a couple years after that, I, got a, I graduated high school, got my real estate license, and was a realtor for eight years. And then after six years full-time doing that, my dad came to me with the request kind of for help. He needed some help with his business and he needed help with the properties that he was getting marketing. And so I was reluctant at the time to join him to help him because I was like, no, no, no. I got thanks, but no thanks, dad. I got my own thing going on. I'm, you know, I'm a realtor. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm successful on my own. That was definitely ego speaking, looking back on it. It's, it's actually funny that I did that. Then um, after doing after doing the marketing for his property, his properties for a little bit, he started asking me if I could help with the buyers because he was kind of overwhelmed by the buyers. So I I started helping with the buyers, and then two years later, in uh, at the end of 2015, I let my real estate license go and I went full time with him, and I haven't looked back. 
So I'm doing, I've been doing that ever since. Perfect. So your best-selling book, The New Rules of Real Estate Investing, tell us a little bit about some of the secrets you share in that book. Well, in the new rules, the new rules of real estate investing, what it is, is actually we have, I believe it's 24 leading experts that we, that we have in there. And they, they all have, look, because what we do, uh, our strategy, our niche, buying and selling on terms, for example, rent own, owner financing, buying subject to things like that. Um, I'm not as naive to say or think that our strategy is is the best for everyone. So we have 24 leading experts that we have in there in the New Rules of Real Estate Investing, and they they give their their niches and their their kind of their perspective and formula, and then we give we give our thoughts on that. Um, so it's really, especially for someone looking to get started in real estate and just, just kind of looking, um, trying to figure out what niche is the right niche for them. I think it's a, it's a great book. Um, and your listeners, Steve, could get a free copy of that book, The New Rules of Real Estate Investing. Absolutely free. And when I say free, Steve, I mean... 100% free. We're not going to, after they opt in, ask them to pay the shipping or whatever. We're going to send it 100% free to them. To do that, to claim their free copy, they go to newrulesforfree.com. And again, that's newrulesforfree.com. And now going, going back to what we do, uh, buying and selling property on terms. So more specifically within that, I focus on working with the buyers um, because as I said, my dad was overwhelmed by the buyers back at the beginning of the business when he was doing this and needed help with that. So I focus on working with the buyers and then out of that came a strategy or a process that we like to bring each one of our buyers through from initial call to getting them in there for viewing to reviewing their application with them, getting them in for a buyer's meeting, going over that. And then out of the buyer's meeting, we're able to accept a buyer and then they sign and fund with our attorney. So that whole process is really what I like to focus on. And we, Steve, have associates that are all over the country who we actually, we get in the trenches and uh, in essence, we're we're holding, we're locking arms with them, and we're doing the the actual transactions. So, um, I find I find it's best that way, uh, doing it that way, locking arms with them and doing the transactions together, um, so that they can learn. I really feel like that's the best way for someone to learn. And if any if any of what I've um, I said, piques any interest with any of your listeners, they can go to our website and give them something to do to kind of get started. They can go to our, our website, which is smartrealestatecoach.com. And again, that's smartrealestatecoach.com. And on there, Steve, we have a free webinar. It's called the On Your Terms webinar. And there's a lot of great information in there and your listeners or anyone who's interested in listening to this, um, this episode, if they're interested in taking the next step, if the idea makes sense to them, they'll be able to at the end of that webinar. That also includes a free strategy call with one of our team members to help them get started. So I thought I mentioned that. I think it's, I think it's important. That's perfect. And I do hope that people will get the book, New Rules of Real Estate Investing by Chris and Nick Prefontaine. You can get it on Amazon. Um, go to and give us those uh, give us those URLs again. What is the first one you gave us about the, the rules? Sure. The, the, to claim the copy of their book, 
uh, for free. It's newrulesforfree.com. Kind of says it all. <laughs> New then, rule. Uh, newrulesforfree.com. Okay. Yep. And um, to work directly with you, um, how would people get in contact with you? Uh, what they can do is go to our website. That's smart realestatecoach.com and again that's smart realestatecoach.com and get registered for the free webinar right on the website we have them running a few times every day it's the on your terms webinar and that also once they go through that includes a excuse me a free strategy call with one of us so um, that that's the best way to get in touch with us Perfect. I really appreciate that. I do encourage everybody to get the free book and to reach out to Nick and um, see if maybe your dreams of homeownership are probably easier than what you think. Nick, thanks so much for spending some time with us on the show here today. Thanks, Steve. Happy to be here. I know how much that inspired me. And I don't know about any of the rest of you, but I'm looking forward to being in a place where I can do some real estate investing. Um, and it just really got my mind going. What about this? What about that? I've actually even reached out a couple of times and I've asked, hey, you know, um, what about this? Could we make that work? So I'm looking forward to the next step in that journey. And that's one of the ways that we can discover success. Maybe this is one of them for you. And if not, hold on, because I've got a couple of more really exciting guests for you today. And together, we're going to thrive and we're going to discover success here on Thriving Entrepreneur. If you're an author who's on a mission, stand out with your brand out. <laughs> Check this out, guys. Yep, everything's marketing, and marketing is everything. Your existing book can become a best-selling book, or even, hey, like mine, a number one international best-selling book in five days. Listen, if your business isn't known by everybody, it's obscurity and that's death, right? The same thing is true for your book. If you're not happy with the way your book is performing, you got that far and then it just fell off the face of the planet kind of feeling, go to yourbestsellertoday.com, schedule a talk with Steve. It's risk-free, it's guaranteed, it's proven, we've done it thousands of times. What are you waiting for? Yes, yourbestsellertoday.com. This time next week, you could have a beautiful seal on your book and get the attention that you deserve, reach the people that you came to serve. Come on now, what are you waiting for? Grab a pen, here we go. All you gotta do is book a call, yourbestsellertoday.com. Go to yourbestsellertoday.com Book a talk with Steve. It's proven. It's guaranteed. It's going to happen. All you have to do is say yes to your destiny. Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome back. Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur today. All right, we've got another great guest Life is a journey and sometimes you find yourself looking around and saying, how did I end up here? This isn't the life that I had planned. This isn't the direction I was going, but now you're there. And some people probably do give up. I know all of us have moments where we're like, yeah, that's it. I'm done. And we just want to give up and quit. But for all of us, there is such an amazing opportunity that even in the midst of things that we never wanted to have happen, even in the midst of that, there is a discovery that we can have where we move from the shock of what is to discovering success and finding ourselves thriving in a way that we never knew we were going to again. So I encourage you to listen in and see if you can learn some new tips on how you can discover success even in the midst of some of the most chaotic things that may happen in your life. Join me in welcoming Rebecca Thompson. Hey, Rebecca, how are you doing today? Hey, Steve, I'm absolutely great. Thank you for having me as your guest today. Yeah, absolutely. So tell us a little bit about who you are and what's got you to this point in your life. 
Sure. So, well, I started out as a small town girl in Western Pennsylvania and um, went off to college at Penn State and majored in engineering. And that's where I met my college sweetheart. And we got married right after we graduated and moved up to Rochester, New York. And we both got jobs as engineers and we were living the American dream and everything was great. And we bought a house and started raising three kids and everything was just going along a very normal life until all of a sudden it wasn't <laughs> as often happens. And what happened was um, my now ex-husband uh, started his own engineering business and it was doing great for a while. And then the economy kind of took a turn and he started to drink heavily. His business was failing and clients weren't paying. And so then we weren't paying our bills. And so it, it just, uh, it just took, quite a turn um, from the, the idyllic life that we were living um, to uh, his, his um, unfortunate dissension into alcoholism. And it just had an impact on our, our life, our relationship and, and pretty much everything. So that, that's kind of, it's kind of where I was. And so your book that you wrote is called Rebecca Rising. Uh, give us a little uh, taste of what the book is about. Sure. So I was at that point where I was becoming extremely um, frustrated and upset and angry and feeling hopeless, really, Steve, not knowing what to do in this situation. I was raised um, in, I was raised in the Presbyterian Church and I was always taught, you know, when you got married, you got married for your life and you stand by your man and, you know, I had those beliefs and um, but I was also, you know, extremely frustrated and upset with the way things were going, and I, I didn't know what to do. And at, at some point, we moved. My uh, ex, now ex, um, closed his business and kind of got a job because we had to do something financially. So we moved to a different state. And so just in the process of trying to get involved in the community and meet people, I started some exploration uh, into some things. I'd never been exposed to anything metaphysical in any way. Um, just kind of a, a very rather narrow Protestant background, nothing wrong with that, but it just, you know, that's what it was. And I started just getting exposed to a lot of different things. And I would now call it a spiritual journey. I didn't have that language for it then, but it was just opening up, um, opening me up to a lot of new perspectives and ideas. And ultimately I found that I was able to change my life and uh, get out of the situation where I thought I was powerless before. Oh, that's so good. So um, with all the things you share in the book, totally unfair question, uh, what's kind of your favorite part of the book? Oh, gosh. Um, I would say, you know, one, one, a big turning point for me was I went to a spiritual coach and I didn't really know what to expect from that. And I'd been to therapists and I'd been to regular coach, a business, I'm a business coach myself. And I, so I went to this coach and so she asked me to tell my story and I did my whole <laughs> sad story of what was going on in my life. And then I thought, okay, that's it. She's just going to tell me to journal about it. And, you know, I'm going to go home and it's going to be the same old, same old, you know, usual therapy kind of stuff. And what she said instead was, let's get rid of some of those bad feelings right now. And I thought, wow, you know, I'd, I'd never been exposed to anything that, that could do that. And so what she did was um, teach me a little bit about emotional freedom technique, EFT, which is the commonly known as tapping. And based on kind of the meridians of the body, very similar to acupuncture, but you just, you tap on different pressure points of your body and it, it releases energy that's stored in there, negative energy. And I had never heard of anything like that before. And it really worked. I was able to really release some negative emotions that I was having, and it just was kind of a turning point. And so is that what then grew into your second book, Sundays at 8.30, Two Decades of Life Planning? Yeah, that book is a little different um, in that it was co-written with my friend Darlene Ryan, and she and I worked together for many years and became good friends. And um, we took a class together many years ago about life planning and creating the life that you want. And so there's a, a process that we describe in that book, a how-to. And we've been using this process for mm, 20 years. And the, the title came from that. I, I, I had described how I moved away at some point. We had started out in the same city and I moved south and we didn't think we were going to 
be able to continue doing our process, but we made a vow that we would talk to each other every week on the phone, and we have done so. And so the title of our book comes from uh, the time and day of the week that we landed on as being the best time for us to communicate, which is Sunday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern time. Um, so <laughs> that's how we landed. But my memoir book, Rebecca Rising, um, started out as a chapter in, Rebe in Sunday at 8.30. Darlene asked me to write a chapter describing my spiritual journey, and I started writing it, and I said to her, you know what, I think it's more than a chapter. I think it's a whole book. And she said, go for it. So that's how that came about. But the Sunday at 8.30 book uh, describes that life planning process and gives specific examples of how we applied it to our lives over the years, the 20 years that we've been using it. So I'm dying of curiosity, um, having grown up very Protestant myself. Um, where are you with church and all of that, if, if it's okay for me to ask? Absolutely. You know what? I've, I've always been a kind of person that likes to go to church. I like it a lot. And I, I always sang in the choir and taught Sunday school and was involved on committees. And um, I was involved in the Presbyterian Church for many, many years. And um, then when I made one of my moves, I joined the Unitarian Church. And I did that because um, I just was getting exposed to some new ideas and, and um, some people had recommended that to me. And so I really enjoyed that for quite a while and then um, got invited to what's called the Unity Church, which is um, not the same thing. A lot of people get Unitarian and Unity mixed up, but uh, Unity calls itself a, a progressive Christianity. And so um, it's, it's a fairly traditional church service, but we view Jesus as a way shower um, more so than a savior. And so we view him as an enlightened man. And so we still talk about Jesus and read Bible verses and sing and all the things that I love about church, but it's just a slightly different take. All right. So um, in working with people, um, we're all somewhere on our own spiritual journey. What do you find is one of the biggest things that keep people from progressing and growing? You know, Steve, I think uh, a lot of it is our own limiting beliefs and the, the language we use, the stories we tell ourselves, right? I mean, I, I kept saying, I can't, I can't do that. I can't, I can't change my life. I can't leave my husband. I can't change my career. I, I couldn't tell you how many thousands of times I said I can't um, in those years. And um, finally came to realize that the stories we tell ourselves become our reality. And so if we can change our, first of all, our thinking and then our language that especially that we use with ourselves, um, we can start to see changes in our physical reality as well. Change is such a huge thing. Um, and of course, obviously a person needs to both get the book as well as work with you in order to go through the whole thing. But for the listeners, what is one thing that they could start doing right now today that could help them really make that difference in their own life? You know, uh, you, you hear a lot about the concept of self-love. And to me, that was a really big concept that I didn't even understand when I started on this journey. But it's starting to pay attention to your own needs. And I, I used to think that was selfish, right? To put your needs before others. And we're, we're taught to take care of others and um, and take care of our children, of course, and our spouses and our parents and be good employees and neighbors and all those things. But I, I learned that you can't pour from an empty cup. You need to take care of yourself, you know? And so I would encourage people, if self-love is too big of a concept, then just baby steps, you know, do something for yourself. And even if that's just starting to notice what is it that you love and do more of that and do less of the things that make you feel sad or guilty or angry. Perfect. So for people who want to go deeper with you, um, do you have a website or someplace that they can get in contact with you? Yes, I do. I have a website and it's called Evolve Without Limits. So you can find it at www.evolvewithoutlimits.com and come there and visit me and you can, uh, there are links there to purchase my books, which are also available on Amazon. Um, and you can see where I might be speaking, what workshops I might be offering, and uh, we can go from there. And just so everybody's aware, uh, the two books, Sunday at 8.30, Two Decades of Life Planning by Rebecca B. Thompson and Darlene Ryan, as well as, of course, Rebecca's book, Rebecca Rising, How I Find Courage and Self-Love Through Friendship, Coaching, and Conversations 
with the Moon by Rebecca B. Thompson. Rebecca, I really appreciate what you're doing in the world, and I'm really grateful to have you on the show here today. Thank you so much, Steve. I appreciate being here. That was so encouraging to me. I hope it really reached out to you and encouraged you in some ways that you too can discover success in your life, that you can move from glory to glory, from success to success, that you can find a level of succeeding that maybe, maybe you didn't even know was possible. Maybe you didn't even know was out there. I can promise you there is so much more available for you in life. And often the only thing we need to do is just simply step out. Often it does take a leap of faith. Often it does take being in the midst of the chaos and looking around and saying, hey, all right, I know that it isn't exactly how I had seen things, but look at that over there. That's a really great opportunity. And then we step that direction and we find ourselves moving through the chaos, through what I'm not going to call a failure, but through something that was not how we had planned. And we again find ourselves discovering success. And in that, we find ourselves living as a thriving entrepreneur. I want that for you. I want to see you thrive in everything that you do in your life and business. We're going to take another quick commercial break and then we'll be right back here on Thriving Entrepreneur. If you're an author who's on a mission, stand out with your brand out. <laughs> Check this out, guys. Yep, everything's marketing, and marketing is everything. Your existing book can become a best-selling book, or even, hey, like mine, a number one international best-selling book in five days. Listen, if your business isn't known by everybody, it's obscurity and that stats, right? The same thing is true for your book. If you're not happy with the way your book is performing, you got that far and then it just fell off the face of the planet kind of feeling, go to yourbestsellertoday.com, schedule a talk with Steve. It's risk-free, it's guaranteed, it's proven we've done it thousands of times what are you waiting for yes your bestsellertoday.com this time next week you could have a beautiful seal on your book and get the attention that you deserve reach the people that you came to serve come on now what are you waiting for grab a pen here we go all you got to do is book a call your bestsellertoday.com go to your bestsellertoday.com book a talk with steve it's proven it's guaranteed it's gonna happen all you have to do is say yes to your destiny Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome back. Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur today. I've really been enjoying our time together. I hope you have too. Hope you've gotten a lot out of it so far. We've got one more great guest here for you. A gentleman who has moved from success to success, has done many things, and in them has found a way to succeed, has found purpose in the moment as well as in the situations in his life, and has used all of them to move forward to being more and more the him that he was intended to be, the him that he was made to be, the best version of himself right now today. That may not have been the case 10 years ago, and 10 years from now it may be different. But right now, discovering what to do best right now, that's amazing. That's so powerful. And more than anything, discovering that success is how we can live as a thriving entrepreneur. So let's move into our next guest. Join me in welcoming Peter Montoya. Hey, Peter, how are you doing today? Steve, I'm doing great. I'm thrilled to be here. I'm glad to have you here with us. Tell us a little bit about your background and what got you to this point in your life. <laughs> well, I, I guess I'm a, I'm a 30-year entrepreneur. Uh, I've been a, a speaker. I've probably done 3,000 keynote presentations. Uh, I've written three books. I've had advertising agencies, finance companies, CrossFit, coffee shops, software companies, uh, and now I have a leadership development company. 
That is um, quite a range of things. <laughs> <laughs> so what moved you from, especially the two that caught my head was, um, what moved you from CrossFit to leadership development? So uh, CrossFit was one of those intermittent businesses that I had when I was, yeah, I'm a quick start. Uh, with a, it's a quick start personality type, which I really get excited by the idea. Um, and so I got into CrossFit, started CrossFitting in 2011. By 2012 and 13, my software business was doing so incredibly well that I didn't really need me that much anymore. So I had extra cash, extra time, and so I decided to get into the CrossFit business. I opened up two gyms, and what I learned is those things really need to be owner-operator. So you've got to be in both of them, um, full-time running them. Uh, otherwise, they don't do well. Uh, they take a ton of time. They're really time intensive. And even, even when you have good people running them, uh, that's not enough. You need somebody with complete owner mentality and some experience to make those things work. And you couldn't get your split personality to go to the other gym at the same time. And so, <laughs> yeah, one of them was, up, I'm in Orange County. One of them was in Valencia that I acquired. It was more like a two and a half hour drive up there. So I go there once a week to check in and it just wasn't enough. Uh, you know, I, I came from the world of working with a lot of financial service professionals who have got really good business administrative, business administrative skills. They can send emails, they can schedule appointments, they can have tasks, they can get things done. Uh, and the gym world's not like that. So <laughs> these people <laughs> like working out for a reason and they don't like you behind a computer screen. So getting things administered was really hard. So, and then, you know, of course, COVID hit the world. Mm. And now everybody, including the ones who used to work at brick and mortar stores, are looking at virtual technologies. And I know one of your specialties is helping CEOs learn to lead virtually. So share with us some secrets on, as a CEO, how to lead your team virtually. So as much as I would like to think that uh, COVID and the pandemic is a change agent, it's actually much more of an accelerant. And it's only moving us faster into where we were, gonna, we were going already. So most brick and mortar uh, retail was on its way down. We were moving more toward doing, working from home, using virtual technologies like Zoom, um, you know, this was all, this was kind of the trend was already happening. It just made everything happen a lot faster. And when we are working and trying to lead from home, uh, the personal connections are actually even more important. So I really believe that all leadership uh, starts and ends with people <laughs> and personal relationships. And so we as leaders have to put an extra emphasis on our personal connections, even when we're connecting remotely. So, you know, one thing that I do now, which I never did up until about four or five months ago, is I always use a camera now. So when you use cameras in meetings, for example, uh, it, um, it gets you more attention. So the, the big key, if you want better decisions and better productivity in any kind of one-on-one -on -one meetings or group meetings is participation. So you want people fully engaged during those meetings, and the camera is one of the ways you get that. What makes the difference with the camera? I mean, is it just because then the person can't get away with texting while they're in the middle of the conversation with you? <laughs> That's probably two things. Yeah, number one, they're a lot less distracted because they know they're being watched, so it gives them a little more compliance. Uh, and then number two, you also get the full effect of seeing facial expressions and body language and all the rest of that stuff. And that stuff matters. So when you're a leader and you're asking for feedback and someone's kind of leaning back in a chair, kind of, you know, biting their hand or something like that, and they're not saying much, and you can actually go, hey, John, what's going on with you right now? What's coming up for you? And you can actually get their feedback. And sometimes it's a alternate point of view. Maybe the mainstream is going in one way of thinking and you now have an alternate opinion, which is really important. Someone else, an idea that someone else hadn't thought of before. I really love it when somebody who never participates all of a sudden speaks up and you're like, why didn't you say that months ago? <laughs> yeah. I'm right with you. So one of the things, uh, one of my techniques I learned very, very early in, in leadership uh, is that, that I always give my opinion last. So I usually try to find the lowest uh, ranking person on the call, ask their opinion first, and then go all the way up. 
Uh, and that way, if I give my opinion first, what would normally happen is everyone would kind of coalesce around my opinion, which I don't necessarily want. I need to hear the counter opinions. I need to hear my blind spot and see what I'm missing. So, and oftentimes the people who are the lowest ranking on any call might be closest to the problem. They may have actual insight, which is really important for the leader making their ultimate decision. So for the CEO who is kind of technologically illiterate, um, or at least that's the uh, excuse they're going to use this week. Um, <laughs> What, uh, you know, what do you say to them when they're using that as their excuse for why they're not jumping on video or doing more, you know, Zoom calls or things like that? Uh, it, well, I, I understand that. So first of all, technology is like learning a foreign language. That is the best metaphor for it. So, you know, Steve, if I said, I want you to learn Chinese, you go, oh, God, I don't want to learn Chinese, you know. Uh, it looks really foreign to me. I'm gonna feel stupid when I'm learning it. It's gonna be very awkward. And that's what it's like for somebody who's using technology. That's the same kind of feeling that they have. Uh, and until they have uh, enough pain with not using technology, uh, and until they actually see the benefits of using technology, they usually won't find motivation to do so. So that's one of my jobs. You know, actually, this is the job of every leader today is actually a coach. And a, but a lot about being a coach is to unlock the hidden motivational traps and motivational reservoirs that aren't being correctly aligned to get people moving in the right direction. So, you know, I spend a lot of my time asking questions. You know, what's holding you up? What's it costing you? How's it hurting you? What would be the benefit if you were able to use it? Uh, and you try to get a better alignment out of their motivation to get them moving forward. Now, I know you have a new leadership book that's you have your bestseller the brand called you but don't you have a new leadership book yeah i've got uh two so one is called meeting without walls how to lead the perfect virtual meeting and that was done with a couple of co-authors and we're expecting that one out in october uh, and the second one is uh leadership power which is how to get the it factor <laughs> as a leader i think a lot of us believe that people are born great leaders and i'm really of the opinion that great leaders are made so we try to break it down into practical nuts and bolts techniques that anyone can use to increase their leadership power hmm. and those are both upcoming though is that correct yeah they're upcoming probably looking at october dates for both of them Perfect. i love it so you talk about, um, you know, that distance between, well, he's just a natural born leader mm. and all the rest of us in the world. Mm. Um, what would you say that is the biggest hang up that people have towards really stepping into leadership? Or is there something else that you think that is the real fly in the ointment for people becoming the leader they can be? I think it's a misperception about what leadership really is. There's, first of all, there's three domains to leaders. And the first domain, which we all think of, is an organizational, governmental, or business leader. It's somebody who's standing on a stage and they're orating, they're casting a vision, and they're moving people. And that's what we all think about with a leader. But that's only one of the three, of the three domains. The second domain is friends and family. And you are always having an influence and effect on your friends and family, either positive or negative. I certainly hope it's moving people in a positive direction. And then the third and probably most important domain of leadership is leadership of self. And it's really easy, excuse me, it's very easy to gauge um, your leadership effectiveness. And that more or less is, is that you look at where you are in your life right now and you just kind of assess where you are. You know, tell me about your relationships, your house, your car, your money in the bank, your education, your career, your happiness, uh, your satisfaction in relationships, your travel, you kind of gra grade how far you feel you've come in your life as kind of proposed to where you want to be, very subjective. And whatever grade you give yourself or how far you've come uh, is your self-leadership rate. That's the, the best way to gauge a, a leader is by results. It's, results are often harsh, but they're always fair. Uh, and that's the job of a, of a leader is to kind of assess where you are. Uh, and then once you know where you are, you can start figuring out what you need to work on to get yourself where you want to be. 
as best we know, uh, this is the only life we've got. Uh, we've only got one shot at it. And if you are uh, in a place where you're pointing fingers at either people, institutions, society, uh, for not being where you want to be, uh, it's time to uh, stop doing that. <laughs> and because this is, no one's going to say, oh, you got screwed in your life, and so we're going to give you another shot at it. As best we know, it's not the case. Yeah, I always say, when it comes to the race of your life, and it comes to crossing the tape, the person who is going to win the race is you. Now the question is, is how big of a victory do you want to make it be? Oh, that's a great quote. I love that. I really uh, relate to that. So for people who know they need to up their leadership game, um, how can they work with you? Oh, thank you for asking that. So, you know, I work with uh, small business owners, business leaders. Sometimes they have a, a single person shop uh, up to 5, 10, 15, 20 people. That's kind of my sweet spot is working with small business leaders. And my job is to help them transform their organizations and transform themselves from being managers to being leaders. Uh, managers delegate tasks and leaders delegate authority. Managers get incremental growth out of their team and then leaders get exponential growth out of their team. Developing a leadership culture in your organization is the ultimate force multiplier. So I've got a program called the High Performance Organization and we lead people to actually instill this high performance culture in the organization and they can find me uh, really easy at petermontoya.com. You know, I wrote a book called The Brand Called You, so I'll keep it simple. PeterMontoya.com, and you can learn more about the high-performance organization there. And just so people know, Peter, P-E-T-E-R, Montoya, M-O-N-T-O-Y-A.com, so that they can go to that. Yeah, you absolutely do want to work with best-selling author, leadership strategist, and keynote speaker, Peter Montoya. Peter, do you have any closing words for us to help just really empower us as leaders? I do. So that's a great question there. You know, I'm oftentimes brought in to help empower people. And the first thing I notice is most people don't want more power. So Steve, I'm going to ask you a question. Do you want more power? Yes or no? And why? Yes, because I really know the difference that I'm supposed to make in the world. And without it, I won't. Ah, good. I love that answer. So here's the definition of power. Let's make it really crystal clear for everyone uh, you know, listening to us today that they want more power. Power is the ability to achieve intended results. That's it. That's all power is. It's the ability to achieve intended results. It isn't necessarily about making more money. It is about achieving whatever you want to achieve. So whether you want to write a best-selling book, you want to lose weight, you want a better relationship with your spouse, uh, you want to be able to work less and then get more done. Uh, those are all exercises in power. So no matter what you want in your life, you don't currently have, it is about increasing your power. Uh, and that's what we focus on is helping people overcome their barriers, transform themselves and reach their potential. Well, do look up Peter's book and go to petermontoya.com and work more with Peter to up level, especially now that we're, working so much more virtually yourself as a leader in your organization. Peter, thanks so much for spending some time with us on the show here today. Steve, it was really a lot of fun. Thank you so much for having me. I really hope that that just inspired you, that you got lots of great content out of all three of our guests, and that you now really have some ideas how you can discover success in your life. All of us are on a journey. We are moving from what was to what will be. And right now we're living today in what is. And all we need to do is simply maximize while it's called today. Just be the best version of ourselves that we can be today. You see, here's what I know about you. I know you're amazing. You're incredible. You're a radiant, shiny, precious gem. Maybe somebody hasn't told you that enough, or maybe you hear it every day of your life. Either way, I want you to know how special you are, how absolutely needed on this planet you are, so that you can and will really live and thrive in all that you do, that you will move from success to success, 
that you will discover in this moment, in this today, what does success look like today? As I've said so many times, it'll be different tomorrow. You'll be a different person tomorrow, next week, next month, 10 years from now. But right now, right here today, you have an opportunity to thrive, to be the best you that you can be, to discover success, and to live successfully, thriving in all that you do. To me, and I've said so many times before, being a thriving entrepreneur isn't so much about whether or not you do own a company, whether or not the company is massively profitable or just barely starting, whether or not it's a labor of love or it is something that is changing the world. Thriving as an entrepreneur and being a thriving entrepreneur is really just about seeing today for all of the miraculously wonderful possibilities that today has and then be willing to accept the challenge to step out to be all that you can be today to thrive in all of your todays to be the best you that you can be with all of your brilliant shiny radiance it's so deliciously wonderful when you just purely show up in this world as you we put so much pressure on ourselves to be something more something better but it's really just about maximizing who you are today nothing more nothing less doesn't have to be complicated, doesn't have to hurt, doesn't have to wear you out to the point where you can't move. It's just purely and simply being the best you that you can be today, sharing who you are, the miraculous, wonderful you with the world today. Because you are uniquely brilliant. You were created for a purpose and the world needs you. I'm so grateful that you're in this world, that you're on this planet, that you're doing the things that only you can do, and you're making such an amazing difference. Some days I'm sure you see it, and most days you probably don't. But as we're on this journey of discovering success, I want to be here today to encourage you that you are amazing. You're incredible too. There's never been and never will be anyone quite like you. So thank you for thriving. Thank you for all that you do as you live every day of your life as a thriving entrepreneur. Until we're together again next time, I hope that you feel super blessed and that you will have a great week. Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur today. If you want to get your question answered, send an email to questions at wehelpyouthrive.com. We look forward to you joining us again next time. who's on a mission stand out with your brand out <laughs> check this out guys yep everything's marketing and marketing is everything your existing book can become a best-selling book or even hey like mine a number one international best-selling book in five days listen if your business isn't known by everybody it's obscurity and that's death right the same thing is true for your book if you're not happy with the way your book is performing you got that far and then it just fell off the face of the planet kind of feeling Go to yourbestsellertoday.com, schedule a talk with Steve,
believe. It's risk-free. It's guaranteed. It's proven. We've done it thousands of times. What are you waiting for? Yes, yourbestsellertoday.com. This time next week, you could have a beautiful seal on your book and get the attention that you deserve. Reach the people that you came to serve. Come on now. What are you waiting for? Grab a pen. Here we go. All you got to do is book a call, yourbestsellertoday.com. Go to yourbestsellertoday.com. Book a talk with Steve. It's proven. It's guaranteed. It's going to happen. All you have to do is say yes to your destiny. You are-